The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by titties. <laughs> the How Dare You podcast is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and Tuity Fitness. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You Podcast. This is the Swordfish Edition. Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, Little Miss Lady Chu. Hi, Chu. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you, we were just talking off air. You said, this movie's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I th- what is this movie made in? Uh, Two thousand and one. Yeah, it that fits. You can tell that because it's two years after the Matrix, and this movie desperately wants to be the Matrix. Yeah, and is not. It isn't. <laughs> yeah, the early two thousands. Every time we do a movie that from the early two thousands, I, I'm like, what a time! What the fuck is going on? You can tell what a too. Time. It's funny because Tom and I just did the Blade series, and it's all the same time. Like, Blade 2 is 2002, and uh, not Blade 3, Blade Trinity is 2004. And the one thing we kept talking about was uh, how rave music was so popular for movies of that time. And fuck, this movie's just chopped full of that. Yeah, the early 2000s were interesting because you had that Euro trance yeah. <laughs> creeping into the States and God. people just weren't ready for it. And also, right. you know, it's like Euro trance. So it's not great. Well, this movie is also particularly interesting because it comes out in 2001 and it, <laughs> fuck, it came out right before 9-11. And this movie is nothing but about terrorists blowing shit up. Yeah. And they even make a point to like pretend like they're the good guys doing bad yeah. things for the <laughs> sake of good for the greater good. I'm like, this is right. unnecessarily yeah. on the nose. That was uh one positive point that I had for this movie. Well, not the only, but right. we'll get to it. But this movie did predict about the government spying on its citizens and its emails. It's kind of like a throwaway line, you know, when Don Cheadle tries to arrest but ends up not arresting yeah. Hugh Jackman for reasons unknown to me that make no sense. Yeah. But he says, you know, the government's doing this and spying on people, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, holy shit, for a movie as dumb as Swordfish to correctly predict that. I, I will give you I will give you one positive point. Congratulations. You know what? That's fair. That's actually a really good point. I will <laughs> I will add one to my list. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, if you haven't guessed it by now, you might be dumb. We're talking swordfish from 2001. <laughs> this movie chew is directed by Dominic Senna. Oh, Dominic Senna. I know you don't know Dominic Senna, but you do. Surely we've done another movie. Yeah. yeah. 
I know. All idea. right. Here are three movies. Mm. You definitely know one of them. California with a K. Whiteout. And Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm. That's the one you know, right? Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time since I watched that movie. And Ethan and I almost got into an argument about that movie. And I said, I don't think it's a good movie. And he said, you're fucking wrong. And I said, meh. I don't know. No, I don't remember here, it being a good movie. Here's the thing. You're both right. Okay. I can live with that. <laughs> that movie it's a good, is bad movie. Not good. But it's great. <laughs> that, that, that movie gave me hope that Dominic Senna would do more with his career than he did. Because he ended on Season of the Witch. Which oh, we buddy. did with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I remember. P.S. That was the last film he did. <laughs> Hollywood said, no more for you, mister. Oof. I almost got chills, like just the thought of having to watch that movie again. Oh, no. <laughs> Hollywood jail. <laughs> All right. Well, this movie has 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, had a budget, good God, of $102 million. On opening weekend, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> on the opening weekend, it took in $18.1 million. Uh, in the USA, 69.7. In the world, $147 million. Okay. You know what? People started to real. People started to talk. Hey, Halle Berry shows her breasts in this movie. And then people are like, oh, we're going to go see it. Both grievance and positive point. Grievance, because it really it's completely unnecessary, so fucking stupid that it's there at all, but yeah. because her tits are so perfect and beautiful, you must positive point it. Yeah, I would agree. Can't be helped. This movie was also written by a guy named Skip Woods. Here's some of Skip Woods' movies. Hitman, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, The A-Team, A Good Day to Die Hard, and Hitman Agent 47. So he Some like... of the worst movies in the last couple of decades. <laughs> so he likes action shit. Yeah. Got it. He likes action, and he wants his action to be shitty. Yeah. I mean... Holy fucking shit. This is a strong year. All right, Chu. Let's talk How Dare You Awards, shall we? Okay. Uh, I... <laughs> fucking... You know, two decades and one year later, I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, this movie is not nominated for a lot of How Dare You Awards. I got to tell you, though, 2001... Banner fucking year. It probably had some competition. It really did. Uh, so it's not a bad title. Doesn't it's not a sequel. It certainly does not take itself seriously. Biggest disappointment you might have been able to say, but we had 
what do we have? AI, Ali, Blow, Final Fantasy, and Planet of the Apes. I could easily take Ali out of there. Uh, movie that should have had action figures but didn't, I Am Sam. That was the winner. Are <laughs> <laughs> terrible people. Uh, I don't think I should be laughing at that. <laughs> lamest use of time travel. No time travel in this movie. Uh, most regrettable performance by a non-actor in an acting role. Nothing there. No Oscar winners in this movie. So, we do have least admirable, least admirable body of work in a single year. Hugh Jackman... Nominated for Kate and Leopold, Someone Like You, and Swordfish. He was busy. He was a busy boy. Most formulaic? Hmm. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. That's It could have been, but this is tough, because Serendipity, The Princess Diaries, Kate and Leopold, Hardball... That was that Keanu Reeves movie where he's an alcoholic but becomes a baseball coach for little kids. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't remember but that at basically all. Basically, it's like, you know, only a coach with his own problems can help a group of misfits win the, on the baseball diamond. And then Black Knight. Somebody hit on the head goes on a fantastic journey. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, that's tough. Having watched this movie yesterday, I feel like it certainly deserves more nominations. It earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what nominations, but it it's something. Movie most desperately trying to rip off The Matrix. Yeah. I have. So can we just talk right off the bat about how fucking green this movie is did you notice like like the tint like the filter on it essentially and not just that but like characters are wearing green suits characters are wearing green ties and every fucking room they're talking in has green walls interesting yeah there is a lot of green the makers of this movie saw the matrix and said their big takeaway from The Matrix was, you know what everybody likes? Green. <laughs> Not necessary. Everybody likes green. Also, just because you do a movie and it's set in the southwest of the states, so anywhere from like New Mexico, Arizona, Southern California, Nevada even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't have to make the desert yellow filter. You don't need to do that. <laughs> That's not what life looks here. Life isn't like that. Life you don't looks just, regular. It's just normal. Wow. Can we, can we not do that? I know we technically live in a desert area, but shut, stop. Just <laughs> fucking stop. I don't want to see that filter ever again for as long as I live. It's never been necessary. <laughs> Not a single fucking once. It's uh, not one of those things where you're like, Michelle, 
make a list of things that fucking bug you. I wouldn't come up with that, but when I see it, I know I don't fucking like it. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Are you? Are you sure? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could go on if you want. <laughs> it's just stupid. Agreed. Okay. Well, what do you want to do next? You want to describe the plot? Or you want to discuss grievances and however few positive points we have? Ugh, I'm going to get the plot done. All right. I can understand that. I can I can completely understand wanting to get it out of the way. Because it's stupid. Ugh. Okay. Swordfish. And I'll just preface this before you start by saying I think it's kind of weird and interesting that this movie it's not ever talking about Y2K but obviously Y2K had just happened and this movie seems to be trading on computer stuff everyone yeah that's what you like that and green <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So, swordfish. Plot. Uh, <laughs> we have a renowned, or rather infamous hacker, Hugh Jackman, who's gotten in trouble with the law, and <laughs> these, I don't know, I want to say pseudo-terrorists. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pseudo terrorists enlist him to basically do the big work to steal billions of dollars to do whatever the fuck it is pseudo terrorists need to do. Yeah. Okay. They think they're the white knights of the world, which we find out later. Um, yeah, it gets real fucking dangerous. Hugh Jackman's like, I, I don't know. The, hold on. Ethan's running the blunder. Can't get through this plot. <laughs> I could hear him. I could hear him mashing up his beans. No? Is that what he's it's doing? A, it's a smoothie. He had to give up coffee. Smoothie. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was uh, grinding beans. <laughs> no. Does he not okay. take his coffee that seriously? Uh, he gave up caffeine because he has uh, heart palpitations and the caffeine makes it worse. So he's cranky about that. All right. It's a sore subject. <clears throat> Keeping um, that in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Hugh Jackman's like, I'm getting paid a fuck ton of money to do this really dangerous thing. And it's also allowing me to maybe get custody of my daughter so that's a big thing. That's like their MO. You know, yeah. Like, hey, you, you know, what about your daughter, Hugh? What about your daughter? Shut the fuck up. Okay. That's mean. <laughs> anyway, as you can assume, bad things happen. Pseudo terrorists start doing crazy fucking shit out in broad daylight, just in public. It's bad. Oh, it's yeah. Wherever they want. Also, the amount of, uh, unnecessarily sexual shit that happens in this movie is astounding. It's alarming. 
we'll get back to that. But yeah. I'm going to end the plot Save there it. because Save that's it. basically all you need. Save it. <laughs> that was more than enough. Let's be honest. Ugh. All right. <laughs> well, that brings us to grievances and positive points, friend. Yeah. Boy. I got to tell you, I had no positive points until Halle Berry's boobs. Now, that's deep into the movie. Yeah, that's a solid, like, over a half hour. I think it's longer. Yeah. I thought it was, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah, I'd agree to that. All right. How many grievances do you have? Against Swordfish. I mean, I feel like I needed more, but I just stopped writing notes. But I have a cool 44. Wow. I did not stop taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Only a 60. You're damn close. Nice. 67. I had 66. And then... The last song and the credits started, and I had to cross out 66 and put 67, because it was like, more techno rave shit, Yeah. but it has this line, I dare a motherfucker to come in my face. Yikes. And I think they meant it like, come at me. Yeah. But this says to come in my face. In! <laughs> I mean, there's there. You can't convince me where you're like, oh, I I wrote the line, but I didn't really think about it that way. Are you sure? Because that's the first thing I fucking thought about. Oh, what? So you meant? There's no the there's no way that you didn't mean that. Fuck. I dare a motherfucker to come in my face. You can't say that and sound cool. You just can't. I don't care who you are. You just can't make it work. It's not menacing. It is hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How many positive points do you have? I have two. I had one, and then we added one before. And at this point, I don't even remember what the the added one was. Uh, Oh, being on the nose. Predicting the government spying. Yeah. So you just had Halle Berry's boobs? No, actually. Oh. I didn't I didn't positive point them. I grievanced them. Oh, I grievanced them. Because I Yeah, I grievanced them for obvious reason. Not because she's not beautiful. It's just unnecessary. Completely. That's why it's a grievance. Yeah. But she's so fucking beautiful. A positive point. Um, yeah, my only other positive point was I was anticipating the relationship with his daughter to be much more strained. Like she probably wouldn't have anything to do with him or wouldn't want anything to do with him. (laughs) And he desperately wants to be in her life. So it was kind of, it was refreshing to see that she was truly happy to see him. I'm like, okay, I can get, I can get behind that. It's fine. Because her mom is a real piece of shit. Horrible. Here's the direction that Dominic Senna gave to Drea De Mateo of uh, 
Sopranos fame as the mother of Hugh Jackman's daughter. The audience has to hate you immediately. She did her best. Yeah. But that's... I didn't hate her. I was just like, oh, so you suck. I didn't hate her. You didn't hate a mom who wakes up? But she's definitely terrible. With just drugs and alcohol everywhere, clearly a porn star, yelling at her father for being a piece of shit as a parent. Yeah. I mean, she's bad, I but I didn't, like, build up hatred for she her. She was like, well, I'm going to let it slide. I would think I was more stuck on the fact that, like, she's really great at playing a piece of shit. All right. Like, get it. Well, I had, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, like I said, maybe about halfway through this movie, I thought, I don't think I'm going to give this movie a single positive point. Then the boobs appeared. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, those are perfect. But I got all the way to eight. Really? All of them except the predicted government spying, also grievances. But That makes sense. But I started, like, going at a rapid pace at the end of this movie. The end of this movie is fucking berserk. It's something. <laughs> it's so... Magically fucking stupid. A movie that I thought, meh, about suddenly just opened up in my eyes like a beautiful flower. You know, I, before we started this movie, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie in the last couple of years. Uh Uh-huh. But then we got to like the last 20 minutes, and I thought, I never watched the end of this movie because <laughs> I don't remember any of this. <laughs> to be fair, you could have watched it and just not remembered. Let's be honest. I think I would have remembered the ending. I don't think you would have. Well, <laughs> no, because I remember Face Off. And for I just kept thinking of Face Off and how the yes. ending, one, was banana sandwich, and two, just would not fucking end. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we leave it there? Okay. And then we'll come back and try and figure out this fucking movie. Swordfish. God damn it. My very first grievance is aggressive Warner Brothers logo. Yeah, I wasn't specific. I just put opening scene. Not the opening scene. I got so much to say. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch The Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. 
Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here trying to figure out the cipher to find out the code to plug in the matrix that is Swordfish. I, that's the thing I was most offended by with this movie. There is so much shit from Matrix just plainly ripped off from this movie. Yeah. The green, the music... The code. At one point, you see like Matrix code. Yeah. Towards like the, the binary shit. Yeah, like, like three quarters through this movie. Yeah. What does Dominic Senna think people are going to do? They're going to go, ooh, that's like the Matrix. I like this movie now. <laughs> I don't know why people think that like cyber hacking is interesting. Yeah. It's oh. not for, it's not interesting to me. I want to save it because I immediately already, in fact, fuck it. I can't wait. That scene when Hugh Jackman is coding, (laughs) fucking amazing. (laughs) Trying to make that look interesting is (laughs) the biggest fucking grievance I might have for the movie. It's that fucking funny. It's so poorly done. Uh, I feel like I could have done a better job. And I don't have any acting background. Right. Zero. Yes, yes, no, no, yes, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> Here's Why a are you standing up and typing? Of Hugh Jackman. Come on, come on, come on. Trying to get his fucking code right. Let's go, let's go. Come on, come on. 3%, 3%, 3%. No! Ah! What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Uh, come on. I got it. Come on. Get it, get it, get it. Yes, yes, yes. It's like four full minutes of that. <laughs> I don't know That's if it's actually four minutes, but lot. it's a lot. <laughs> so fucking bad. Okay, but let's go back to the beginning of the movie, because this first scene is my real biggest grievance with the movie. Okay, problem number one. Never have any character talk about the difference between good movies and bad movies in the middle of your bad movie. That's a terrible idea. It's bold. It is bold. Delusion. Immediately, I know that you're delusional. Yeah. And that we're headed in for a ride. You think you're in the middle of a good movie. Is that what I'm to understand? You're sweet. Bless you. The audacity. (laughs) It's not really helped when you have all that dialogue being delivered by John Travolta in one of his biggest scene-chewing roles ever. Yeah. Not the biggest chew. We might have that next week. (laughs) Right. At any rate, don't talk about bad movies in the middle of your bad movie. Then my next grievance says, 
is the camera high on drugs? Right? That was so weird. Because the camera's weaving all around like it's kind of sleepy. And then there's, like, it keeps blurring around the edges. I... Yeah, why are we... Go ahead. It's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. I think Dominic Senna was was thinking exactly that. This is interesting. No, it's... I feel sick. Yeah. And none of this is interesting. No. I... I wasn't interested in what the dialogue was. I didn't care what you were talking about. And my first instinct was that I was listening to that fake ass intellectual guy at the party who only ever wants to hear himself talk. Yeah. Bro, what the fuck are you saying? You're just saying shit and trying to make it sound good. And like, you're a fucking philosopher. You're not. You're a hack. Shut the fuck up. And also, shut up. You can't speak about any of this with authority, with double grievance, that fucking haircut, and that fucking chin stash. Facial hair, second grievance. Stop it. <laughs> He's got a chin mustache. You look nasty. Like you ate snatch and then you didn't wipe your face off. That's the only reason that's for. I don't like it. I can see by the look on your face. Ugh. Get a washcloth. Fuck. Let's see. That made it down to about my sixth grievance. And then all of this is followed by the most inept cop shit I've ever seen. You know, where the one aggressive cop is going to do it his way. And the one cop that knows what's going on is trying to get him to stop. But they won't communicate to each other. Like... Did you guys just show up in different cars to the same place and no one communicated about what the game plan was? We're going in. Do... <laughs> no, you're not going in. Stop. There's bombs. Fucking idiots. Stupid. And then all of this is followed by yet another ripoff from the Matrix because they used bullet time oh. for explosion time. Yeah. Chew, that first explosion, they used 135 cameras in the whirly whirl. You didn't have to. Surrounding everything. My grievance says, worst, worst explosion shot ever. <laughs> yeah, I put, not good. <laughs> not a good one. God damn it. It is so fucking bad that I didn't think this movie could ever recover. I thought, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. In like the fun, in the fun part of it. Yeah. But it does. It gets, yeah. This movie really loses me for the first half hour. Yeah. I was really dreading the rest of the movie. But then it gets, it gets easier. I mean, Sam Shepard appears in the next scene. He's a, a U.S. senator, clearly will, willing to assassinate people. But he's yeah. got lines like, well, how, did that, how the hell did this happen? Someone's cock will wind up on the block, and it's definitely not going to be me, son. You understand? <laughs> I got so I got questions. Tip I my hat to you, Skip Woods. That's quite a bit of dialogue. Fucking fuck. <laughs> like, I can only just imagine Sam Shepard sitting in his trailer before the scene and be like, fuck. 
I don't want. I don't to want that. to say these words. <laughs> I'm Sam fucking Shepherd. Yeah. Do you have any idea how good a fucking writer I am? God damn it. Well, all all of this, by the way, is immediately followed by Drea De Mateo talking with Hugh Jackman, but only after we see Hugh Jackman golfing in his bath towel. Yeah. On top of his trailer. On top of his trailer. This is a thing. This is a thing that happens in movies, whether it's men or women. Now, this is just me talking, but every single time I've wrapped a towel around my waist, you know what's happened about 30 seconds later? It it's, falls off where your un- dick flies yeah, out of the curtain. It's unloosened and it falls off and you go, oh, 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 God. And you have to catch it and then redo it. And then you think, what the fuck am I doing? How about I just put on my fucking clothes? Yeah. Nobody would ever golf in their goddamn towel. Like, do you know how much your hips are supposed to move when you golf? There's no way that towel's staying on. You have full range of motion with your hips, basically. Yeah. The towel is coming, is flying off. Ugh. My grievance just says bath towel golfing. Also, you're telling me that every time you come up through your backswing, you're turning your hips, which is opening up the towel curtain, and your dick shines through on the backswing and then fling flangs itself against your legs as you come through. It doesn't. No. Nope. This has been Bath Towel Mechanics by Lady Chu. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to think about. Okay? So fucking dumb. Fuck. And they are trying to give this scene all the sexual energy they can possibly muster. Which was zero. And it was zero. <laughs> By the way, Dominic Senna musters up zero sexual energy between Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry. There's none. That's impressive. There's none, but they make it look like there's some. Right. But still there's but none. But it makes it worse. <laughs> It makes it worse that two of the most beautiful people on the planet can't muster up sexual energy. Yeah. Ugh. I feel like whoever wrote or directed this, or a combination of the two, has a very skewed idea about... Everything. Sexuality and women. Oh, for sure. To the point of, this is alarming, and you might need, someone might need to call the authorities on you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or check your basement. Because at one point, Halle Berry has got her hand in his lap, Hugh Jackman's lap, a little bit later, and says something to the effect of, you didn't know that a girl with an IQ above 70 could turn you on, too. As though... Most women in the world have an IQ of 70. Yeah, that line, I, like, what are we trying to say here? Such a grievance. (laughs) Like, are we saying that Halle Berry's character's IQ is just barely above 70? No, I think she meant, like, hers was 170, but I don't know that she's pulling that off either. Because her character doesn't do anything. Not her fault. 
Skip Woods' fault. Writer of Swordfish fault. Somebody needs to go check several basements in Hollywood immediately. (laughs) Shit. I promise you. Something's something's askew. Allegedly, Chew. Say allegedly. Don't get sued. No, fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking check a basement. (laughs) Check a basement. That's amazing. Well, I already have notes around this time that says there's too much fucking green everywhere. Stop it. (laughs) Just the colors in this movie. Can you knock it off? I like also... Because right now we're at that scene where that guy gets caught at the airport. Yeah. One of two... One of the two best hackers, one of the non, one of the non Hugh Jackman hackers gets caught at the airport, and he's in an FBI government office that bad guys can just walk freely into, by the way, and murder yeah. and walk out of, yeah, without them knowing shit. But also, it's like the person that should be the hero of the movie, Don Cheadle. Because he's the law. Yeah. He's a bigger piece of shit than anybody. Because he completely just straight up assaults a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a good guy. Terrible. I also don't get the sense he knows how to do his job right. (laughs) Yes. What did I write here? It says, exists in a world beyond world. Oh. Sounds familiar. I don't he, know who said that. He exists in a world beyond your world. That's what it is. That's what the hacker who died said yeah. about John Travolta. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're showing him with his terrible haircut and his fucking chin mustache. And he's like supposed to be the super cool guy and he pulls up to the club and he just walks through and they have this table and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's none of that is cool. No, it's just full douche material. Absolutely. None of that is cool. You know who got that scene right? Scorsese in Goodfellas. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> we did it the once. It yeah. was perfection. Right. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. You're not going to replicate it. Stop. All right. Well, my 67 grievances should probably be 77 grievances based on the following scene. Because Hugh Jackman does decide to go with Halle Berry at the behest of trying to help his child. He's going to get, what is it, 100000 or 10000 Yeah. 100, he gets 100000 just, just for, for showing up to the meeting. Yeah. But at the meeting, <laughs> he has a woman giving him a blowjob while a gun's to his head. And he has 60 seconds to break into something from the FBI, right? The Department of State. Okay, State Department. Whatever. By the way, I don't care how good a hacker you are, it's going to take longer than 60 seconds. And it takes him about 45 seconds because he's just so surprised about the blowjob. Rightly so, I might add. With an audience. Right. And not a far away audience. They're literally sitting right next to him. I want to talk about these women. 
What's their deal? Well, they have... Unfortunately, they have daddy issues. Is, the, is this their job? Have they been hired? Easily. You pay and, for blowjobs. You and, pay for sexual favors. This is like, so they're definitely being paid This is like something. his audition for his hacker capabilities. Also, how did this idea come up in uh in their planning? Be like, hey, you, you know, know what, what we we're should actually do? gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is have somebody give him an enormous delicious blowjob while he hacks into the State Department. And if he can't do it in sixty seconds, we'll kill him. Well, not really kill him, we'll just pretend to kill him because we're funny like that. But wouldn't it be so funny if we were right there watching him get his dick sucked? No. No, no, no. P.S. All we're doing by inviting these women is getting about, what was it, three or four more witnesses to our massive crime? Yeah. Don't you have to murder all of them now? I would have to. And aren't they all? You can't trust anybody. Are they the ones that are at the pool right after that? Yeah, that's a whole posse. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? I'm telling you, this all goes back to a basement Check in Hollywood. Check the basements. <laughs> Check, the, Check basements the basements immediately. It's not uh, good. Under what set of circumstances? Like, this is the sort of thing that a 17-year-old would write in their screenplay writing class where the teacher gets it and circles this scene with a red pen and says, come on. Jimmy, yeah. come on. We need to talk after class. Jimmy, get that out of there. Don't you think that would be cool? With the principal. <laughs> Don't you think that would be totally cool? He has to do it in under 60 seconds. Could you Could you break into something in under 60 seconds while getting a blowjob? No. That's why it's stupid. And clearly, you've never gotten a blowjob. Right. <laughs> the only thing that's clear to me now <laughs> is that you've actually never had a blowjob. Right. Okay, so we've addressed that. You never got your dick licked. Sorry for you. But this isn't how that works. There's at least two moments in that scene where Hugh Jackman goes, who, and claps. <laughs> like, that was really like good focus. dick sucking right there. Oh, actually, I like that. Because I was thinking like, oh, he's trying to like focus up. But instead of like slapping himself, he like does a clap. Right. <laughs> but I I enjoyed your perspective better because in a normal setting, if he's getting a consensual blowjob and it's really good, he would clap at the end. <laughs> you know those little dolls with the that are monkeys that crash the cymbals together, just <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you, ma'am. Oh. Meanwhile, uh, back at the FBI, we have guys with Gilligan hats, who I guess are the FBI's hackers, wearing their fucking camo t-shirts and whatnot. Put a suit on, fuckface. You work at the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, you know what, we've seen this before. The Los Angeles field offices for government. No, it doesn't matter if it's CIA it's or never FBI. never good, right? It's shenanigans. 
No one's being managed. I <laughs> no one's being managed. No, no one's in charge. Like <laughs> <laughs> the guy that appears to be in charge is uh, that fucking asshole from the first scene, the asshole cop. Yeah. What's his name? I think the actor's name is Zach. Zach Grenier. He's recognizable. Sure. No, he is. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's right about here where we... I I, I know it because it's in my notes. It's right about here where the tits come in. Oh, wait. We're not there yet because I also forgot a couple of things. I fucking love it when they show Hugh Jackman their setup, their computer hacker setup which is basically just seven screens. And they give it like a bunch of jargon and mumbo jumbo about why this is great. Yeah. But <laughs> Travolta's line is pretty impressive, huh? And I desperately wanted Hugh Jackman to say, well, yeah, there's seven screens. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, seven. Because that's all we're seeing. Yeah. Also, John Travolta doesn't know how to smoke a cigar. No, he doesn't. It's not like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the kid, the like the 13-year-old who's with his group of friends who've clearly already been smoking, but he's like, "No, I I smoke. I, no, I yeah. smoke." And he's like the, the only acceptable way to hold anything that you're smoking like that is when you put that cigarette into that long kind of black tube. Yeah, the fancy one. The fancy shit. Yeah. You know, that you see in old timey movies. Yeah. That's the only time you hold anything you're smoking like that, where your hand is underneath it. Yeah, because it's creating like stability. Right. I guess. Like, how he how heavy was that cigar? Why did you need... How heavy was it? Why did you need to hold it like It's not that? even that. It's more like, I am refined when I smoke. Like, why didn't he just curl his finger around it? Right. Like a human. Although Travolta might not be human. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, <laughs> so now we are at the place where fucking <laughs> Hugh Jackman goes to see his daughter. Then he gets caught by the FBI. Then we have a foot chase that is a total ripoff of Point Break. And then we have my favorite, one of my favorite nonsense bullshit scenes in this movie. The jumping off the cliff. Yeah, I didn't need that. There's no way you survived, and there's no way that nobody no. didn't break a leg. There's no way anybody would even take the jump in the first place. They show you that point of view of the jump itself, and that's where I go, I'm out. Arrest me. Yeah. And you had two of those idiots, at least two of those idiots, who jumped off with, like, feet down first. Right. They all did that. Are you trying to break your knees? Right. Just... Why are you feet down? They definitely up, make least. it seem like it was a 20 to 25 foot drop. Followed by a four and a half mile slide. Well, tumble into slide. But the best part of it all is the FBI agent that shows up basically on the beach at the bottom of the hill. It took him. That's some good driving. Time. At <laughs> yeah, the same time. At the exact same time. 
You mean you flung the car off the cliff? Fucking amazing. Stupid. That's what that... <laughs> I had, I had uh, three separate grievances that all just say, he'll fall, he'll fall, he'll fall. Because <laughs> the jump is one part, the yeah. tumble is another part, then the sliding is another part, and then after that I wrote FBI car at the bottom of the hill. So there's yeah. a total of four grievances. Oh, and in between that, we had the tits, by the way. Yes. In between Hillfall and look at your new fancy computer, we had the boobs. Yeah. Completely unnecessary, fucking grievance, completely gorgeous, positive point. <laughs> Apparently, there's a rumor going around that she was paid like 600000 extra dollars to show her boobs. And she said, that's not true. And honey, they're worth more than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to pay me extra to do that, let's talk numbers. Right. Don't it's be like doing Seinfeld. It for free. They're real and they are spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take another break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, everyone. Right after this. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out 2AT Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. 2AT Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tuity Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Chu and I are here trying to figure out what the fuck happened in Swordfish. I don't think anybody in the movie knows. <laughs> I wonder if there was regret from anybody for doing this movie. What I remember from this movie was Travolta had just lost a lot of weight. I remember him and Hugh Jackman pulling up their shirts and showing off their abs during an, some sort of award show. As in, look what we did for this movie. I also remember Travolta saying that his diet was basically just eating half of whatever he would normally eat. Normally, he would make himself two Big Macs at home. Not McDonald's Big Macs, just Big Macs he makes at home. Instead, he'd make himself one Big Mac. Tom will be proud of that fucking memory right there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Neither does anybody that, else. That's insane. <laughs> that's craziness. So, yeah, now we have, like, conversations between him and the senator 
I love that the senator is like, pull the plug. This is stupid. This is getting out of hand. I got pictures of you from the FBI. And John Travolta, in his smuggest acting, says, do you think there's anything happening that I'm not fully aware of? And he's clearly lying. <laughs> like, he clearly yeah. has no idea what the fuck is going on. Oh, it's so great. And then this is the, we referenced this earlier, but this is the scene where they show Hugh Jackman trying to make hacking look fun and interesting. To a song called 50,000 Watts of Funkin'. Yikes. Major grievance. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Major goddamn grievance. The amount. Well, my grievance is, so, what's his name? Senator Reisman, Sam Shepard. I'll just say Sam. Sam decides to murder John Travolta, which in my mind is an excellent idea. Yeah, because he's bad news bears. Bad news bears for sure. So he sends God knows how many agents and cars after John Travolta. My two grievances say loud, stupid car chase murdering so many agents. So many. So many. I don't like car chases. <laughs> Which we know. I do know. I remember. It's never realistic. I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but it doesn't fucking look like that. Okay? It probably... Like, I think the only appropriate car chase is O.J. Simpson. Okay? That's it. Well, That's I wonder... It. What, what... That was pretty low-key compared to the fucking the movie car chase. That doesn't fucking happen. Come on. <laughs> I wonder what you'd think of Bullet or French Connection or Ronan. You watch those car chases and then you... Get back to me. If they're over 45 seconds, I I don't like it. Well over. Oh, good. All the Jason Bourne movies, all car chases. Why is there always a mid-movie <laughs> fucking five-minute car chase? Those are some good ones, though. Ugh, like, yeah and no. Yeah and no. I like when he pulls the car into the garage in the first one. He's like, you can never come back to this car. <laughs> say goodbye to it <clears throat> well this movie's so fucking stupid so now we're gonna get back to the moment we saw at the beginning of the movie we're back in the bank hold up yeah remember like this movie forcibly remembers forces you to remember this movie forcibly Remember, God damn it, I can't say it. I know. <laughs> this yeah. movie forcibly insists on you remembering Humvees. Yes. Because this movie thinks Humvees are cool. I got a surprise for you. They're not. <laughs> They're not that cool. <laughs> then I have more green grievances. I wrote green, 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 exclamation point, followed by green suits, green ties, and green walls. Stop it. Yeah, the buildings all had like these green accents. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. And his daughter's kidnapped. Oh, yeah, that's right. She gets kidnapped. That's what I wrote. She's damaged forever. Yeah. She's never going to have a good life. 
Yeah, because Hugh Jackman finds out. (laughs) They show him their evil plan, like a little garage where they're making everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something against my better judgment. Then you probably shouldn't do it, John. Right. I like that he un- he unplugs one thing and runs away. And John Travolta's like, ah, never mind. He'll be back. <laughs> we got his daughter. <laughs> I do appreciate us not spending time. Uh, with him realizing the daughter is stolen and then having to go back and, like, get the plan started and stuff. We just go straight to the bomb. Yeah, but when like, he realizes that fine. she's she's gone, there's this part of me that kind of wants him to go, oh, I see what he's doing. I guess I got to go back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Yeah, that worked. That Too was good. fucking dumb. <laughs> Well, this next scene is about where the movie might have lost me forever. Do you know what I'm referring to? If we're not referring to the same thing, I quit. Like, I quit, quit. I quit right now. What are you referring to? I gave it 10 grievances. (laughs) 10. I think that's my most ever. 10 for just... Not a single thing. (laughs) You gave... Ten grievances of your what? Was it 45? 44, yeah. 44. Yeah. So you only had 34 other grievances? Uh-huh. You should have had way more than that. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. How is it that with two of the best and most popular African-American actors in Don Cheadle and Halle Berry in 2001... This movie decides to hang a black person. I just hang him. Lynch him. Yeah. I swear to God, I could almost see a Dominic Senna conversation about this. Where somebody was like, are we really going to hang Halle Berry? You know, she's an African-American. Well, we're not going to use a rope. We'll use a wire. So people will think it's something different. I really think that's probably a conversation that was had behind the scenes of this movie like can Hallie come out and just talk about this moment because if it's not a big deal to her then okay that's your business I guess I really want I really wanted to read something on the IMDB trivia I'm flabbergasted I don't understand I I don't get it I don't get it I and how everyone in that room was like yeah, let's go through with this. Let's do the scene. We're all just going to watch Halle Berry get lynched. <laughs> Fucking fuck. What the fuck? That's not okay. I could not. This is disturbing. I did not remember it, and I could not believe it. When it happened, my jaw hit the fucking floor. This is a basement. <laughs> basement. Oh, my God. I don't, I, I, there's nothing more to say. There's really nothing more to say. This movie lynches a black woman. Wow. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. None of this is helped by hearing Vinnie Jones speak. I don't know who that is. He's the tall guy. He's the tall guy. He's like a former soccer player that became an actor. Oh, okay. 
and he clearly became a better actor ab- sometime after this movie. Does he have the broad nose? Yeah. He looks like he's Eastern European. Yeah. Yeah. But he's the guy who's like four feet taller than everybody else. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) The big guy. Also, what's with they all get on the bus and John Travolta says something to the effect of, uh, we'll all be out of here quicker than a cat in a hat or something like that. He's like, yeah, we'll all be out of here quicker than you can say cat in a hat. I just wanted somebody back there who's like, no nonsense, cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just deadpan. <laughs> like somebody who's so over it, so over their morning. <laughs> like, what are the, I fucking hate all of you guys. What, what are those extras with a bomb attached to their fucking thing? And yeah. they're... They're an under five player. They're not supposed to say anything. They're just an extra. And they said cat in the hat. Just to just to let all the professionals know how stupid their movie is. Oh. Holy shit, that would be so fucking sublime. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, though, the second this bus leaves is like when this movie becomes phenomenal. It's fucking amazing. It, they're like, yeah, we're just going to pick the bus up. Chopper escape. Yeah. Chopper escape is what I wrote down. <laughs> Where'd they get that helicopter? I mean, honestly, that thing is special. There has to only be like five in the world. Yeah, what the fuck is that thing? It's special, but clearly this guy doesn't know how to fly it. If you're going to go into the city, fucking go high. What are you doing? Yeah, he just keeps gradually. I mean, to be fair, he's hauling a fucking bus. Yeah, but he so. had plenty of time. I yeah. That's no excuse. No. It was just Dominic Senna's way of making something exciting happen. Yeah. Ba-da-ba-ba. What's going to happen is one wire is going to get cut. Then a second wire is going to get cut. And the bus is going to be hanging. And then people are going to be falling. Ooh, don't fall out or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think we knew at this point, once the air bu- the, the Airbus. Well, yeah, it is an Airbus yeah, now. It's an Airbus. <laughs> it's an Airbus. <laughs> uh, once it was, you know, up in the air, I was like, it's going to land on a building. That's the only other option here. And it lands on a building. It does. But not before Vinnie Jones and an innocent human being fall and die. Because there's yeah. like a proximity thing with these bombs strapped to all the innocents. So if you go too far away from the bus, it explodes. <laughs> they oh, just show yeah. an innocent human being getting blown up with Vinnie Jones. I think that's supposed to be the rah-rah moment. Because Vinnie Jones dies. They're forgetting an innocent human dies as well. Yeah. Kerblamo! They wanted, hooray! <laughs> at the expense of somebody who just went to the bank at the wrong morning. Holy fucking shit. <sighs> oh, this is when John Travolta starts talking about audiences again. 
like he's talking about the movie. Don't talk about fucking audiences. Don't this stop. isn't a breaking the fourth wall situation. No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not to mention all the talk about misdirection. Like we couldn't see you coming 7,000 yeah. miles away, Swordfish. Stop giving all away all your secrets, idiot. Yeah, because he starts talking about that during the fucking car chase, right before the car chase. Yeah. He's talking Houdini and misdirection. And this is after we've already seen his dead corpse. Which isn't really at the whole. Right. It's like he made himself look like him. I assume through plastic surgery. Because he also has lines with Sam Shepard where he's like, you have no idea what I've done for my country. You know how many times I've changed myself? Blah, 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 blah. Nobody yeah. cares. Ugh. Why would the FBI like Hugh Jackman go after all the shit he's done? I don't. Oh, we forgot to mention. So, yeah, they, they land that fucking bus on a building. Uh, Travolta's going to get on a helicopter. Hugh Jackman won't let that stand. So he takes a rocket launcher while the FBI, FBI is chasing him down with guns and shoots down the helicopter. And then he goes to uh, confirm the identity right. of the posed dead body. And he figures out finally what the audience has figured out like 90 minutes ago. Yeah. He's not really dead. <laughs> then we find out neither is Halle Berry. Right. Which means I love, her character I love... was like, yeah, you can fake lynch me. It's fine. Right. What? God damn it. This fucking movie. But this also means because while Hugh Jackman is figuring it out, we're hearing like voiceover dialogue of the thing he said, you know, things that have been said previous in the movie. Houdini, misdirection, blah, 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 blah. Then you see his dead body and like he's put, he's putting it together. But I love how dumb Dominic Senna thinks the audience is. Yeah, it's insulting. What they need, what they need is to see and hear all of that again so that they can figure it out. How clever we were. Skip Woods, good on you. Excellent writing. God damn it. It was writing. I wouldn't say it was excellent. It was just writing. Uh, yeah, so everybody lives. Except Vinnie Jones and one innocent bystander. Yeah. Well, and a second innocent bystander, because that movie starts with her blowing up. Yeah. Because the cops insist on dragging her away. Yeah, because they've never done this before. Right. And maybe they haven't. But there's protocol. What the fuck? There's protocol. There's rules, you guys. Fuck. Well, I thought I was going to be all done with my grievances. Then more rave music started, followed by that last explosion of the yacht. Yeah. I guffawed with laughter. As to how stupid that was. Actually, I forgot about that. We'll, we'll make it an even, uh, you know, a 45. Okay. Bump it up to 45. Forgot about it. Well, that's when I started counting. I thought I was done. Then, I dare a motherfucker to come in my face. Started. <laughs> I had to cross it out and give another grievance. <laughs> what a choice of lyrics. <laughs> so fucking dumb. 
I this movie could only come out because it came out in like June. So this this movie could only come out a couple months before 9-11, before everybody would say, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Like, I think it was still in like not many, obviously, but it might have still been in some theaters and they immediately took it out. Yeah, you must have. Yeah. You had to have. God damn it. Oh, well, anything left for you? Any notes? Mm. No. Yeah, no. This movie. I don't recommend this movie. I was, there was no way I was going to recommend this movie. And then that last chase scene happened. And I'm like, this is fucking hysterical. <laughs> I like, I think it's worth it just for that. I think I'm still stuck on the on the Halle Berry scene. If uh, that hadn't been in there or just never done at all, uh, I'd be like, "Yeah, watch it. This movie's ridiculous." But you, well, you, which one? There's two of them. Well, not the boobs, obviously. Okay. Yeah, the bad one. You're right. I, I don't know what I was the thinking. Very bad one of the two. There's one that's certainly more. You definitely egregious. don't want that kept in the movie. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Um, you know, purely based on that, uh, it, I don't recommend this movie. You don't need to. When that happened, I went, oh, oh, what? No, uh, you're not. No. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just my face frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Could not believe. Like you say, it's a choice. You made a decision. But I think you're revealing a little something about yourself. Oh, yeah. That is telling. Check a basement. That's the t-shirt. Check. It sure is. Check, check the basement. Check the basement. <laughs> check the goddamn basement. Ooh, boy. All right. What's your drinking game? Um... I only thought of one, but I don't think it's very good uh, because it's not spread out mm -hmm. towards the end of the movie. But anytime there's unnecessary sexual activity mm. or like anything sexual or if there's something really telling about the misconception of women and sexuality. All right. I think there's yeah. plenty for that. So if there's somebody who follows those rules and doesn't drink. You have a basement, and it needs to be checked. <laughs> there's not a ton that happens towards the end of the movie, right? Uh, but there's plenty that happens in the beginning, so I think it'll like get your buzz through. Well, and that's the, the hard thing about about this movie because whatever you choose, there's either going to be not enough or way too much. Totally. What's yours? I decided to go with. No, maybe I'll change it. So I think I'll, what I'll make it is anytime you think you, you like your thought is this movie is actively ripping off the Matrix. Oh, that's a good one. That can be music, style, visual, you know. At first I was going to make it every time you see green. And I was going to preface it by saying, just take sips. Just take. Just take sips. Yeah, that's a, that's a sipper on Otherwise, that one. Otherwise, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. 
So those are the two. I'll keep it to the Matrix, though. Nice. I think that's a good one. Because you could include the green. <laughs> so again, if you include oh. the green, just take sips. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. All right. Well, that's it. Fucking swordfish is in the book. 67 grievances after crossing out 66. Come in my face. Thanks. <laughs> Yowzers. You're going to have to tell us what you think, everyone. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send an email to the how dare you podcast at gmail.com. I want to know what you think. Fucking swordfish. That's what this movie should be called. Fucking swordfish. Totally. And you have to say it just like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We did it. Good day to you, madam. Good day, sir. <laughs> For Lady Chu, Shan's here. We have a we've got we've got an interesting kind of book coming for you. We're going Travolta, Travolta, and Slater, then Slater. Nice. Excellent. All right, say goodbye. Ooh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> that was a good it, luck with the rest of your day. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Started my day off with watching that fucking movie. Right. Surely it can only get better. Oh, yeah. It's only up from here. Yeah. Your day hopefully will not include a lynching. I hope nobody's does. Right? <laughs> I hope nobody's day starts with that i'm looking at you swordfish fuckers god <laughs> so long everyone bye <laughs>